See, it's not here. It's not. Kind of rainy and wet. <laughs> wet. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. What are you counting ants over there? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, Jake, get it together, bro. We only have so much time before my uh, gummy kicks in. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for my gummy to kick in, too. I had it literally like two hours ago, so. Oh, damn. See, I just had mine like 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> I re-upped with a tinier piece. I'm like flush with edibles now. I have so many. Uh, my my dude said, I'm going to make sure I'm still high for the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another, I will be stoned. What up, Jakey Poo? What up, dog? My guy. Oh, yeah. You guys have any uh, interesting dreams lately? Uh, not really. I've had a lot of weird dreams lately. I had this one night recently where I was just dr- having weird dreams about undergarments. Uh, <laughs> I had a dream that I was shopping for socks and I couldn't find socks. And it prompted me to write a bit about socks. Oh, shit. Can we hear it? Or is it? I mean, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> basically, I'm just going to be bitching about how socks when the fuck did socks become $15 a pack (laughs) um and you know how the fuck that's like in west virginia minimum wage is like eight dollars an hour so how the fuck am i supposed to pull myself up by my bootstraps if i have to work two hours for socks that are gonna last me six months damn I'm not hey, you got to work two hours wage. to buy one pack of socks. <laughs> yeah, two hours of my life <laughs> <laughs> for a pack of socks. I'm so fucking tired. Dude, grow up. You should grow <laughs> up, you bitch. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm fucking tired, too. I actually just had some coffee because I was like, I need this. Dude, I don't, yeah, I don't need any more coffee or caffeine. I only had one cup earlier previously, so I had one cup while I was finishing reading The Sandman. <gasps> the Sandman. Sandman. <laughs> yeah, I was reading it all day. <laughs> I had to catch up. I didn't finish volume seven, but I finished five and six. Honestly, I got to like, I have like 50 pages or something left in volume seven, 40, something like that. But I also, just to be prepared for this, Read, read ahead and finished. I mean, I was like getting the gist of what was happening. You Dude, know, you what can't I mean? just get the gist. <laughs> so, should we just talk about five and six for this one? Um, yeah, m- maybe. I mean, it, we'll see how it goes. 
We can get a little bit into seven and then just leave it a cliffhanger. Ooh, okay. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I just had a lot that of work. I was not able to get to volume. No, I mean, seven. I've been working a ton. And like I had friends in town this past weekend. Life's just been, I went to that uh, Huntington Music and Arts Festival on Saturday and acted a damn fool. <laughs> dude, I got, dude, Jake, there's this fucking soul band. I can't remember the woman's name, but it's something in the sweet compressions and they from Lexington, Kentucky. And they were, out, you would have loved them, dude. I was like, booms was cracking up because he said I was so hype about them that I was screaming so hard. My legs were shaking, <laughs> 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 but dude, I, I like drank all day and partied and was just a, Wild man. Fuck yeah. Dude, well, you know Fuck who yeah. else is a wild man? <laughs> <laughs> the Sandman. Welcome to week three of Sandman September on Comics and Chronic. I am one of your hosts, Jacob H. You already know who's with me. Cody Cannon, Anthony Iannaccio, uh, Morpheus. <laughs> Wait, are you saying Anthony is Morpheus? I'm saying Morpheus is with us in spirit. Oh, yes. He's with everyone at all times. Morpheus is also like drawn to be Neil Gaiman, right? Is that is that the not the joke, but is that the thing? Like he's supposed to Is it? Why just because he, has he shaggy, looks very shaggy Neil Gaiman ish. Yeah, I've heard and I've also heard, I don't I mean, I don't know if it's just like, oh, he kind like I, I feel like Neil Gaiman's like make me Morpheus. I've actually yeah, that's that could be. I've never yeah, I've never actually Given it much thought. There, there was, was one panel specifically in one of the issues in, in one of these volumes where I was like, holy shit, that looks like Neil Gaiman. But all of the endless are white with black hair. I mean, they're all True. the majority of them. Goth. They're just like goth beings. Yeah. yeah. They're all emo. Yeah, dude. I love it. I love their style. <laughs> uh, Morpheus is just like a tall, lanky, brooding emo kid. You know what I mean? Just like Dude, always sitting there pout, pouting, being complicated and shit. Yeah, I feel like he's more goth than emo, or death is more goth. Yeah. I mean, they're all gothic. The whole thing, I mean, they're supposed to be gothic. Like all of their designs are like very 80s goth scene. You can tell that like the people who made this comic were really into The Cure and Depeche Mode and Bauhaus and shit like that. (laughs) And I also feel like somehow Duran Duran, unless I'm getting the wrong reference, right? Desire kind of looks like the cover of of Rio. You know what I'm talking about, Cody? I mean, it's just like that whole, I mean, they're all, all of those bands to varying degrees, like are from the same scene, genre, yeah, when I'm really sad and depressed, I listen to Hungry Like the Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, start crying. I love The Cure, man. Yeah, The Cure is yeah, great. Cure is cool. One of my favorite bands. Fish Ever? Of, of all time. time. Yeah, definitely like at least in the top 10. Favorite nice. musical acts, probably. What's your favorite Cure song? Um, I would say probably... Um, Man, I don't want to be cliche. They have like so many bangers. Uh, the one I did, like uh, the one I the, it, different stuff for different moods. You know what I mean? Like, okay, the best Cure song to listen to when you're high. How about that? Is there one? Oh, I mean, honestly, the Cure is great when you're high. It's very just like synthy. They have some some stuff that like is really almost like a Sandman thing, just kind of like me meandering and telling these crazy tales. And, but then they also have like straight pop bops too. You know Yeah, I mean? true. Mm. 
Yeah, like the song Lullaby is super creepy. Yeah. That's got Sandman vibes. Speaking of yes. lullabies, that brings <laughs> us... <laughs> well, no, because the, the first story in volume five is uh, Lullabies of Broadway. Is that five or six? It's five, right? Because five was the one where it was that little girl the whole time, like, and the cuckoo and stuff like that. Oh, I thought that was six. The cuckoo? The cuckoo. Is it cuckoo? I thought it was pronounced cuckoo. No, yeah. Like, it, it's the cuckoo, but... Vo- so this is actually what I'm thinking. Cuckoo. This is what I'm beginning to think, just based on our last few. I think your guys' volumes might have something a little different than mine. Because mine has both the cuckoo and the lullaby story with the lesbians in the apartment. That's that's the same story. It's the same story. Oh. I think that actual storyline is called A Game of You. Yes. I thought that's volume The ones when five. they're in the apartment, I thought is lullabies of Broadway. I mean that I, I just know that the volume itself is called the game of you. Yeah. That might be like the first issues, like, you know, chapter name. Yeah. Like my, yeah, it is the game of you. Okay, cool. But it starts off with the, with the lesbian couple in the apartment where she gets weird. Well, they're, they're part of the story. So I thought the interesting thing was that it kind of like in volume five, it skips ahead. Like yeah. it's not necessarily the next issues. Like they t- they tell you this story, and then in the next volume, you're getting the issues in between. Mm. Yeah, and you're getting backstory. It's just uh, that's the thing about Sandman. Kind of like I imagine time would be for the endless. It's not mm. in chronological order. Yeah, like like the, I feel like the endless kind of just perceive time in a different way than we would. Obviously, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, that first story. It's got like Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland esque vibes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, dude. Very, uh, and it like connects back to like the dreams that Zelda was having in whichever one that had Rose Walker and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's the first yeah, volume. That's the first volume with Rose Walker. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So now, yeah, she gets name dropped in this. Yeah. They have like a lot of, but yeah, like basically it's like tying up, this volume ties up a bunch of loose ends from earlier volumes. Yeah. The cuckoo story was pretty weird. Honestly, I, uh, I don't know how I felt about it in all honesty. I don't know. You didn't like it? Same. It didn't, it wasn't what? bad, it wasn't but bad. it didn't grab me as much as the other ones. I agree. It didn't really grab me. I kind of was like, like when they're going through whatever like weird cuckoo land they are and they have like those soldiers in the snow i just didn't yeah it was almost like too out there for me see i loved it oh my god i loved it so much let's discuss um yeah so why why did you love it so much because i think me and jake are on the same page yeah and therefore we're cool (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah majority is always the coolest exactly you must all think alike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I loved that it was like, like there was like witchcraft. It was like one of the most f- fantastical of all, all of the tales, even the one they've been like a little more grounded, gritty and it grounded in horror. This still had dope horror elements. George mm. with the crows in his chest was pretty terrifying. Yeah. Mm. The talking face the talking on the wall. Face. Yeah. They like hammered little- to the wall. Yeah. yeah, that witch lady was crazy. Yeah. Thessalia? Yeah. yeah. Is that her name? Thessaly. Thessaly. Thessaly, yeah. Yeah. Thessaly. Yeah, she was nuts. Yeah, it almost kind of like, like once again, like we were talking about with the like last episode, the volumes, like it is really not like, it doesn't really follow 
You know what I mean? Like this doesn't really yeah. follow Lucifer releasing everyone from hell and nope, nothing. No. To do with yeah, hell. it almost has. Yeah, yeah. so like I, I feel it, like I said, it's just it's basically like they call back to earlier stuff and wrap up a bunch of loose ends with this story. Yeah, but but also like uh, Morpheus is barely in it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's very much about these characters, and I found that interesting because I I read some like the afterward real quick, and Neil Gaiman was like, "Oh yeah, this, I spent like six month, half a year with these characters." And I'm like, "Yeah, holy shit, that's like six issues." Like if you were reading Sandman, that story, it's it's good, but it's like so different from anything before or after it in that like, you know, like the way it's so gritty and it focuses on those characters in the city, like it's it's depressing, like and it it gets like oh, city yeah. life. You know? Oh yeah, he definitely captures like I mean, not that I was alive, but based on like from what I've seen, like New York City in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, for sure. And it went from and I love this because it almost reminded me of stories like I don't know, maybe like the Princess Bride or Page Master or Never Ending Story and stuff. How they went from like super dark, gritty almost like depressing to these. Like uh, still, there's a lot at stake. Uh, people are dying. And all of these, you know what I'm saying, but it's so much more fantastical and bright and colorful. It was a lot of fun. I really like that story arc. I uh, I agree with the Princess Bride thing, especially because like it had like who's that rat detective dude or the yeah, and then like uh, that that giant Wil- snuffleupagus monster, yeah, Wilkinson, Wilkinson, Wilkinson. Yeah. and. Uh, What's his name? Michael Tenenbaum or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the giant dog. Yeah. 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 And the police shoot That's him dead. Get shot to death. Yeah. yeah. That's like the and weird like, thing is like the dreams can like manifest in reality. Well, that was the whole threat of the cuckoo. The cuck, cuckoo. But the cuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the threat of the cuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but no, that's the threat of the cuckoo. Is that like it's threatening to? It's almost like a virus that like lives through dreams. Yeah, like a dream yeah, virus. Because like, they tell you that in in nature, the cuckoo will like steal other birds' nest. They'll lay, they'll lay kick out eggs, other birds' other eggs. Birds nest yeah. and, let the- and the other birds will let it happen. Like they don't even know the difference. Yeah. And they're, if like a cuckoo baby is born, like a cuckoo baby bird will just be dominant over the other birds. And so that's the idea behind like her cuckoo, which is like her as a little girl, basically the main character mm. of the story arc. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. she's controlling, she's a part of her, yeah. but she's like, She's not necessarily evil. She just is like a dream that wants to be free and will do anything to be free. Yeah. Princess Barbara. Yeah. That's her name. Yeah. Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. And George had Barbara. that weird poster in his wall in his room of her. Yeah. It's like her. It's like her modeling <laughs> poster or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yes. And then he eats the fucking crow. <laughs> it's almost hard yeah, to talk about and I almost wonder like will it be hard for like listeners to get it because like because it doesn't follow anything it, it's just it, like once again it's just like another random story yeah exactly exactly and honestly I didn't like the payoff it's like Morpheus starts to do this thing or maybe he was doing it and I wasn't paying attention but this and the volumes going forward like let's say Morpheus does something for someone or he does something someone doesn't like they're just like 
Morpheus is like, you, you fucked up. I need to do something. And they're just like, no, dude, like, it's fine. He's like, fine, whatever. Yeah. And then like, he, you know what I mean? Like, he just kind of lets things go. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he, I didn't like the payoff either. Like, what does he do? Does he like banish the cuckoo? No, it just lets it go free. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, He's like, all right, do whatever you want. And then uh, lets everyone else go back safe. Yeah. And then you find uh, the crazy homeless lady and Wanda dead. That's another thing I loved about the story. That was was a cool part of the story. Yeah. Comes in and that was written in the 80s about, transgendered and the issue, the issues that they're going through in like a positive, not like usually if you would see that kind of content back then, it would be in like a derogatory, like light, but this was like super like loving and affectionate and it was super cool. Uh, That honestly, like in itself gave the story bonus points for me just because I know it's from, 20 some odd years ago. That's true. He did. Yeah, you're right. With the lesbians and the, the transsexuals in the apartment building. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I would venture to guess that not a lot of like those kinds of people have been seen in mainstream comic books before. Yeah. Or, or in any comic books, especially from DC. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, other comics weren't doing it. It didn't seem, it didn't feel in the least bit malicious. You know what I mean? I agree. And I loved that. Just that it was like super included, super, I don't know. It was it very like portrayed them as good living people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even though we all know they're not. <laughs> oh! I'm just kidding. We here at Comics and Chronic love the LGBTQT <laughs> community. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for you, Jake, not for me and Cody. Oh, no. Yeah, that's I actually, am washing my hands of you. Actually, as he asked me to say that earlier, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask you, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, so that story, it was cool, but it, I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like my favorite arc of Sandman so far. I might even go as far to say it might have been my least favorite story arc. Mm, I would agree, yeah. But it was still incredible. Actually, I take that back. Second least favorite story arc. My first least favorite was volume seven. Or no, not seven. Six. Volume six. Why? So so yeah, why volume six? I get what you're saying about volume six too. It didn't feel like a... It, well, volume six reminded me of the earlier one that was broken up, but it uh-huh. was if it was more chaotic. Mm. There were some stories I really loved in it, but it was so goddamn wordy for what fucking reason. Oh, All that's I, the dude, Julius Caesar, right? Yeah. The whole, I mean, but that whole volume is full yeah. of wordy little vignettes and stories and fables is what it's called. Mm. Fables and, uh, something else yeah fables and reflections so i mean it was cool it set the groundwork like you found out who orpheus was right (laughs) that's like if you if your son was named Odie. yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude i should be my next son Odie. (laughs) real original morpheus yeah orpheus yeah he just how does he die? How does his son die again? I remember he's a he doesn't. Head. He doesn't. No, he doesn't die. die, but he's, he's yeah. a, he finds him on the beach. Is a head. 
Well, that's, oh, because he gets pulled apart by these like oh by Dionysus's. That's I like that a lot because that's directly from Greek mythology. Yeah, there's a lot. It's cool because it like there's ch- chunks of it that take place in the French Revolution. Chunks of it. That one story of the dude in San Francisco with the challenge between delirium or despair and uh, Morpheus was. Oh, Ooh. that was good too. Yeah, that was a, that was my favorite story. The in Emperor that. of the United States. That one was. Yeah. I thought that was stupid. I hated that guy with the mustache and the top hat. Dude, I loved and him. He's like, I'm I the Emperor of the United that. States, and everyone's like, Oh, there goes the Emperor. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Morpheus is like, I'm gonna allow it. <laughs> like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> but I love that Morpheus. Like, it's very much if like another testament to how Morpheus is always winning through like being cunning and like mm. positivity and hope. Like, yeah, there are nightmares and dream, but often there's like these little things that like keep him from being a complete monster. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But as far as we know, he like in that volume, the way Morpheus interacts with his son, he like he's just like he does not care. He doesn't, he doesn't give want a to fuck see or talk him. to his son. Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't. If, I mean, like I said, he's a tall, brooding goth boy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he doesn't dance at weddings. That in <laughs> itself, if you don't dance at a wedding, get out of here. You're yeah. supposed to be. You're supposed to be like the manifestation and keeper of dreams, and you don't dance. I dream of dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever dance in your dreams, though? I've never danced in my dreams. I've seen dancing. <laughs> in your dreams? <laughs> yes. Okay. I've witnessed dancing. Oh. This is like like Footloose, like a world where dancing no longer exists. I, I can only <laughs> dream of it. I mean, I, I bet I have dreamed. I've definitely Footloose is a movie with younger. Kevin Bacon, by the way, Anthony. I don't know. If you Fuck Kevin know Bacon. That. I've seen Footloose. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say fuck Kevin Bacon? Dude, I only like Kevin Bacon as a supporting actor. When is he that? Uh, Mystic River. Uh, yeah. Mystic River is a good movie, though. Yeah, it's incredible. That is good. That's movie. probably the only movie I really care about him in. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't like Hollow Man? <laughs> Hollow Man is cheesy as fuck. I love Hollow Man. I honestly haven't watched it. I mean, yeah, I haven't watched it since it came out, but still. (laughs) I did like it a lot, man. I've been like reading these comics has been making me like really, uh, pondering life and dreams and just like spending a lot of more time thinking about abstract things. Yeah, seriously. Dude, honestly, uh, th- reading these books, everybody, god damn it, read these books. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. You, uh, oh my. But like one of the questions, so it, as far as like things that do dreams really well, I actually thought one of the most, I don't know if you guys have watched enough of it, but I think one of the most Inception. accurate. I think one of the most accurate depictions of dreams are actually in the Sopranos because Tony Soprano has a lot of dreams and they're done. Yeah. They're done in a way where like that, that's totally how a dream feels. Jake, I literally just started watching The Sopranos this week. Whoa, really? Mm. Well, yeah, and I didn't tell you that, so I'm like, whoa. Oh. Dude, my roommate just started watching The Sopranos this week. Nice. Dun, dun, dun. Are you, you're on season one? Yes. Yeah, of course. Nice. I'm, I only watch a couple episodes, but I love it so far, and it's just like, 
I find it hilarious because it's just like they're saying things people in my family would say. Oh, not only that. Well, yeah. So, like, it's funny because I have a bunch of friends we talk about. Dude, Sopranos is a comedy. Like, yeah, it, it's it, hilarious. No, it is a comedy. So like, dude, the way they joke around, like Paul, like like Paulie and Silvio and all them, the way they like crack jokes on each other, it's so real. And it's also yeah. like it's not only just real; it's like very East Coast real. Like, yeah, it's very quick witted, yeah. like dickish comments to one another. Like it sounds like authentic Italian American dialogue. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. Approve. <laughs> yeah, it feels real. It's ridiculous at times, especially when you go further. They become so much. Well, sorry, Anthony. Um, but <laughs> it becomes so much. I mean, it's definitely one of the best. Definitely one of the best shows ever made. Period. The best show ever made. Period. Uh, dude, nice. There's also been Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Tony Soprano versus Aang. Oh shit, <laughs> uh, dude, Tony. I'm giving it to Tony. He has superpowers, but <laughs> Tony's beating the shit out of people to death. Like just beating yeah. them to death. Dude, James Gandolfini? Yeah. Are you this. kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome that you started watching it. I could honestly talk about Sopranos forever. It's so deep. So but deep. yeah, as you as you continue watching it, you'll see a lot of dream sequences of Tony's, and they're they're pretty like it, it is what a dream feels like. Nice. Yeah, especially it's he great. has one in season five that's like dead on what a dream is like. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a, it's a good. It's a super psychological show. Yeah. yeah, like he's talking to his therapist. He's already talking about dreams with his therapist, especially yeah, with about the, the ducks, ducks taking his dick away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's my favorite movie with dreams in it? I don't know, man. I, I might know. go as far as to say Wizard of Oz. Mm. Ooh, that's because it choice. is a dream at the end. You know, the whole thing was like a weird ass. Was it a dream though? That's the mm. thing. Because don't I doesn't so. she like well, come in, back and like. All the farm <laughs> that, that people sequel? are like, oh no, that sequel's creepy as fuck, by the way. Yeah, the sequel would have you believe it's real, and Return then she's like put in an insane is, asylum. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whose Dude. idea was that? Dude, I know so few people who have actually seen Return to Oz, they almost like think I'm lying when I tell them about it. Yeah, it sounds so, so fucked up. Because the it's monkeys have up. like wheels fused to their arms and legs, <laughs> and then the witch Dude, can change insane. her face. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I never actually saw it. It was oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it since I was younger, but when I was younger, it genuinely scared me. Yeah, no, it's a terrifying fucking movie. There's nothing like endearing about it. Yeah. You guys ever see this cartoon when we were kids, Little Nemo? No, not not that I Do you remember maybe if I saw one? an image no? of it. Little Nemo? It was almost like an anime. It kind of looked like an oh, anime. It's like this little kid who goes to Dreamland. He has like a flying yeah. squirrel as his pet. I don't yeah. remember this at all. No. <laughs> I used to watch it all the time as a kid, but it might have been one of those things like, oh, we got this random like VHS. Like, and I think it's like every kid has seen it. <laughs> 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 oh, what about what dreams may come with Robin Williams? You guys ever see that? I've never That's seen about that. dying more than dreams. Oh yeah, you're right. But, you know, there is the, that connection Ooh. throughout the book throughout. No, yeah. it's a it's pretty cool, but it's not great. I don't know. I, I feel like dreams no, that are movie so sucked. hard. You think so? What dreams may come? I didn't I don't know. I haven't watched it as an adult, but as a kid I'm like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> well, as a kid you wanted something else from Robin Williams. I'd be like sitting down a child and being like, here's punch drunk love. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it's Billy Madison. Oh no. 
<laughs> well, so anyways, <laughs> so wait, you guys man. didn't finish volume seven. Well, we so. didn't even finish um, talking about volume almost, six. Yeah, oh, yeah we're still right. there's still a, a lot of stories. There's the stories when the guys are in the desert with the ghosts. Yeah, the desert with the ghosts. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's just a crazy. lot of and random shit. It's green. almost hard not to like feel like we're hopping around talking only because like the way Neil Gaiman writes his books, they do hop around. Yeah. Like yeah. a, a, one story is about Julius Caesar dressing up as a fucking homeless man talking to his little no, Augustus. Ag- oh, is it Augustus? Augustus talking, yeah. to, right. talking to his little like minion person. And then the next is literally just you're in the wild west or the Sahara desert. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. Yeah. That was Marco Polo. Well, it yeah. was a few of and them. There were- it was like Marco Polo, Genghis Khan, there's, there's and, a whole bunch uh, of characters in that Fiddler's one. Green. <laughs> or or, the, oh, that's or who Bowling that guy Green, was, yeah. as Cody said last Bowling, Bowling Green, Green right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, I did like the story where... Is it Orpheus that goes into Hades to get his girlfriend? Yeah. To get his wife. To get his wife. That story I like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that was the longest of them. It in itself had many chapters. Everything else was just like a little bit longer than and then Orpheus's single chapters, but they were one story. Then you got to Orpheus and it was like a third of the back of the book. Yeah. I like that story a lot because it has it's Greek mythology and I'm a big Greek mythology fan. And do I like when like Orpheus's like friend like like rapes and murders his wife? Oh no, no he he's about to he's about, he's about to. to and she gets away. She escapes him and as she's fleeing a snake Snake bites her, bites her. yeah. Yeah. And he goes down yeah. to Hades and this is on his wedding night, by the way. Yeah. 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 All of the endless. It's the first time. Oh, my God. It's the first time we see our boy, but we don't know it's our boy because they don't refer to him as his endless name. They refer to him as like his Greek name or whatever. Hmm. Oh, the seventh endless, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. It. It's the, ca- the first ever appearance. <laughs> also, um, Orpheus's mother is Calliope, who we met in the other volumes in the yeah. last episode. Yeah. She's the muse that was captured by the author. Yeah. Made to do whatever he wanted, basically. Dude, Sandman yeah. just, just slays pussy. <laughs> and then Dude, well, and I then mean, abandons them to a fate worse than death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Consistently. Yeah. He, or mopes about he's it. He's the ultimate like deadbeat dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's insane. I yeah, but you're right. Yeah, like he when is, you think about more it, so than Goku though. He's <laughs> callous. Goku's pretty. He's callous and just like <laughs> as soon as Orpheus is like throws a temper tantrum because his wife is dead. He's like, you're not my dad. And Morpheus <laughs> is like, all right. He's like, I'll never, I'm not helping you. I'll never talk to you again. And you'll never see me again. <laughs> like yeah. literally he's like, fuck you forever. Yeah. Fuck you forever. Yeah, the ultimate, I'm going to go buy a pack of cigarettes and then never return. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but yeah, the Orpheus story was super dope. Uh, just yeah. because it like, like I said, these two volumes, it's cool the way he writes. Cause like you said, it's not a chronological order, but he'll just leave trinkets of information. And you're just like, Oh, that's a cool part of the story. And then he just out of no- nowhere, just like, Whack brings it back and like not only brings it back but opens it up into like its own little world itself, you know? Yeah, he leaves like breadcrumbs that you've like in the previous volumes you can link and be like, oh, like this was mentioned. 
there or this is that person yeah. they're talking about. Yeah, it's like he drops grains of sand. Like for instance, in the sand castle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like in the in the diner scene in the first volume with Dr. Destiny, you have that one lesbian character and you meet Who her died, girlfriend, yeah. I think in volume 5, right? She's one of the people in yeah. the apartment. Oh, she mentions yeah, her. Yeah, Foxglove. Yeah, Foxglove. She's, she's the girlfriend who that woman in volume one calls on the payphone at the diner. Oh. Yeah. 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 See, like, it's okay, just, like, yeah, crazy, yeah. like. And her straight best friend is the main character of, like, is Rose, or no, not Rose, is uh, the main character of that one volume involving the serial killer thing and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the Corinthian? Yeah. That yeah. Guy? Yeah, the main the main chick of that is the straight best friend of the girl who died in the diner, and yeah, the, everything is just like a tangled web. Ooh, of, oh, what a uh, tangled web we weave, <laughs> dude! It was, uh, but it's so good. I love that he writes like that. It's cool, and also I want to touch back, even though we already wrapped up about it. One of my favorite little like concepts that was at the end of volume five at the end of that weird fantastical princess bride episode i love (laughs) that she basically just like muses about how like inside every person there's like an entire world oh yeah i really did that was like a really sick point that just like sat and resonated and not just an entire world multiple worlds yeah yeah multiverse crazy in your butthole (laughs) 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 you're better than that jake (laughs) but then this was in volume six but that marco polo story also kind of leaves you lingering with a similar idea which is like who's dreaming you you know who's dreaming cody who's dreaming jake who's dreaming anthony i don't want to meet the person who's dreaming cody <laughs> that must be the most foulest of creatures. <laughs> oh. And it's funny that you guys keep saying Princess Bride because one of the stories in volume six did remind me of the Princess Bride more than that story with Which one? It was the one where the grandpa is telling the story to his granddaughter Ooh. about um, how he was looking for a princess mm. and just the whole narrative reminded me of princess bride you know how like the little kids listening to his grandpa and they're arguing and stuff yeah red savage dude <laughs> Fred savage, yeah. 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 this one would have been more what's her name from labyrinth though mm. Ooh. who do you, do you know uh who's the guy the villain in dc what's his name something savage Vandal, Vandal Savage. Savage. Who do you think would win? Yeah, Vandal Savage villain. or Fred Savage? <laughs> <laughs> Vandal Savage can't be killed, bro. It's gonna yeah, be Vandal. No, Vandal Savage can be killed. He's just he? he's just he's just immortal. Yeah, he's immortal. But he can be killed. Wait, yeah, yeah. that doesn't make sense, Anthony. <laughs> he can no, he can live forever, but he's susceptible to death. Like with a bullet in the head. Yeah, basically. okay. So he won't die of natural causes, but if you yeah. chop off his head, he'll die. Yeah. There, did you guys see um, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, no. the animated movie? No. Oh my God, it's so good. Really? It's older, but I watched it after watching the James Gunn one. Yeah, dude, there's a part in it where Vandal Savage, like the whole plot of the movie is that if you possess this card and you die and you go to hell, like they all know they're going to hell because they're this fucking Suicide Squad. They're like fucked up people. If you have this card on you, it's like a get out of hell free card and you automatically go to heaven. Oh, nice. 
So like the whole movie is like pe- multiple people trying to get that, including Professor, what's his name? Professor Zoom from Flashpoint. Nice. And it's crazy, but there's a part where Vandal Savage makes the point. He's like, oh, I may be immortal, but you know, I could die just as much as anyone else. So I need that card because I've done some fucked up things over the years. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is that the one where where Reverse Flash comes back and you see the bullet in his head from Flashpoint? Yeah. I've seen some of that. That is cool. That movie is so good. I, I, I highly recommend it. I'll have to watch it. But now I want like a Sandman. Like I'm, I'm excited they're doing Sandman Netflix, but I kind of want animated. Like I, I think you could do so much more as an animated no. series. I mean, they got all kinds of things. They got the Audible version, which comes out this month. The 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 part two. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So I think they're just tackling Sandman from all angles. Yeah. Sandman. Like I don't think we talk enough about the art, but I don't know. There's so many artists, and it's just so different. Almost yeah, volume to volume. I really like yeah, the art in volume six. In which story? Especially like with the Hades story specifically, honestly. And like when oh, you yeah, see yeah. The, the women rip apart Orpheus, like that shit's cool as fuck. Yeah, that it's was vicious. brutal. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. But by far the best art in this volume is the Baghdad story or the Ramadan story. Did you guys read that one? Yeah. When he goes into oh, the yeah. he goes into the deepest parts of his like palace and Yeah. yeah. That issue itself was amazing. It was so I like that it, one. It was a also lot. like a f- super short one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's with the really? I didn't I thought it was I short. I didn't think it was that short. I felt as long as any of the other issues. I don't Maybe know. because it came right after Orpheus or something. Yeah. I, I yeah, I don't know the length, but I mean I, I liked it a lot in terms of the art and how the how everything flowed together. Dude, like, all, all, dude uh, there were so many stories. Vo- both of these stories were pretty dense. Well, the Baghdad one is cool because it has like this sultan the whole time showing how like Baghdad was this great, you know, majestic city almost, like a beacon of like the modern world society. And now, now it's like, like you even see in one of the panels, like military planes flying over it. It looks like yeah. it's a bombed ruin. And like, once again, it's like, it's just cool how like, Oh, like once upon a time or like we can dream of a city, but that once was. Yeah. Yeah, And the deal he makes with Morpheus again, Morpheus is like, this guy summons Morpheus and Morpheus is like, you shouldn't summon me. You shouldn't fuck with any of this. And he's like, come on, man. And he's like, all right, let's go. And like, they have a little adventure. Literally Aladdin style (laughs) fly on a carpet. (laughs) Literally. Literally the two of them, Morpheus and the Sultan fly on a carpet. Sandman starts singing a whole new (laughs) world to him. (laughs) It's really romantic. (laughs) To you, I feel like in this one, uh, Morpheus almost plays a more Mephisto like character. Like, uh, (laughs) I just feel like he's always like willing to grant wishes, but there's, consequences and like that's just plays a big deal in him like he's always he's willing to make deals and stuff but there's always yeah. like serious i don't know he just no, like, like going back to um the lullaby on broadway story princess barbara wishes that they all get home safe and sound but that's what makes her friend wanda die yeah. because if that didn't happen she wouldn't be safe and the old lady that was that was helping wanda like her body protects her from the building, the building being destroyed collapsing. by the yeah well, yeah I forgot about that the building collapses and then she goes to the transsexual's funeral right yeah yeah she goes to Wanda's funeral yeah. funeral where the family isn't even calling her Wanda she's like Alan yeah Alvin. Alvin Alvin and she crosses Alvin's name out and puts it's it in Wanda. Alvin's favorite Wanda in Alvin's favorite lipstick, lipstick. yeah yeah damn, damn that's like a yeah. 
Neil Gaiman just writes like beautifully bittersweet stories. Yeah. Yeah. You almost like, like the you could actually connect probably, with dreams. Like Sandman would probably work just as well if it were just like a novel. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I think for sure. Yeah. Like, you almost don't even need the art. But uh Well, I mean, some of the art, some of the stories are almost like it's just like little tiny snippets of art with that. Yeah, like, like the Julius Caesar, the Augustus Caesar one is almost pure exposition. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree, I mean that's that one was a it was a little too much. It's just I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it could definitely get wordy, but that's also why I like certain issues. Like I don't like whether or not we t- we talk about the whole thing or whatever. In volume seven, like when he meets the seventh endless, it's not a again, it's not a battle. It's not like when he meets Lucifer. Like you think it's gonna kind of coalesce into like a something where there's more violence or something, but it almost always ends in a in a thing of words, and it's not it's not necessarily a fight. Sometimes it's a speech. Sometimes it's just like. Just the conversation where both sides become enlightened, you know. I really yeah. like that about this series. Yeah, for sure. I I like it too. And I, but some of the wordiness just seemed unnecessary. And maybe honestly, it's my fault for being busy and like trying to cram <laughs> reading in. No, I totally get what. You, yeah, I totally agree with that. No, no, because comics are also a visual medium, so it's not yeah. just about reading. Like sometimes reading too much in a comic. It, it, listen, I don't say I dislike that. What bothered me the most was the Joanna Constantine story where so much of it was in cursive. And I'm just like, fuck, I can't like I could read cursive, but like it's just so annoying. It's so slow. I guess I the point read is to slower slow you down. when I read cursive. Yeah, I think that's the point. Like it's supposed to be very thoughtful. Like you're supposed to sit with it for a little longer, which I get. But to me, reading it high and like trying to get through like 20. I've honestly found that reading these comics has been way more enjoyable, not high. And then getting high afterwards and pondering. Mm, Gotcha. Ponder. Yeah, no, I, I love that this comic makes me think. Oh, yeah. It puts me in like a weird, uh, you know, existential kind of philosophical mindset a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Like a story we haven't talked about yet in volume six is a parliament of rooks. Do you guys remember that one? That was the one where the baby goes to dreaming, right? Yeah. The baby that goes one was to crazy. Eve. And, and yeah. yeah you, you meet Eve and you oh, see Matthew. Okay. And, and that one was crazy. Oh, we've never talked about Matthew the Raven. He's yeah, a cool he's little side. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> been around for forever since volume one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just neglected poor little Matthew, dude. Yeah. He's dope. Every time you see Matthew, it's a treat, but it's a little. I like that his treat. name is Matthew yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, and he's always talking about how he used to be a human, and he's like, "Nah, this is okay." But in this one, we learn like he's like, "Oh, when I when uh, Morpheus said he turned me into a raven, I'm like, cool, I'll be a human in a raven's body." And then he's like, "Nope." I'm a raven inside a of this raven body. body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cool that Matthew yeah. like his little servant to go like delegate among his dream minions. Yeah. 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 Matthew basically is like the newest of Morpheus's like that. He's invite invited into his household. Yeah. You meet other characters too. Uh you get that one elf, the return of that elf chick that was left to him. Oh, yeah, it's part of, like, the bargain to try to get the key to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or fairy chick, rather. Yeah, she's a fairy. Fairy. Yeah. Yeah, like, so, again, more little little nuggets. Neil Gaiman was the first Inception writer. <laughs> I don't know why I'm you're, Yeah, you're up being Inception. on Inception. You know what's funny is, like, I loved Inception when it came out, of course, like, in theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then if you like, it, it still no matter what visually looks cool. And I, I honestly am starting to feel this way about a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, especially like Tenet, where it's like, oh, like this is cool, but like it doesn't make sense. And then, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. I don't know, it just seems a little. I don't know. mean, like I don't know. If Conception got, is a movie what, you can keep watching more than twice, dude. I don't know. I, I'd watch it again, probably. I don't think I would. I don't think I have. Yeah, well. I watched it during the pandemic, but I don't like, yeah, it, it lost its, it's the appeal it had for me when I was younger, for sure. Like, it's not like a bad movie, but it's like, yeah, what they, they're just like, this is what's happening. And then they show you what's happening. And then they're like, that is how it works. And you're like, all right, that's how it works. Yeah. But then it's like, what? Like, yeah, it makes no sense at all. But like Tenant was way worse about that. And Tenant is like, everyone's like, no, you got to watch it like 15 times. Like, fuck, fuck you. That. I yeah. don't I'm not want watching Tenet. I'd rather die times. in a fire than watch Tenant 15 <laughs> times. I've never made it through that movie once. I've watched the first half of it like six fucking times. And I, that movie puts me down. It's like a tranquilizer yeah. to my head. Just, <laughs> some people need lullabies. I need Christopher Nolan's Tenant to go to sleep. <laughs> 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 that's Shots how I, fired. That's how I go and visit Morpheus. Did you guys ever see Dunkirk? Dunkirk no. was kind of a people hail it. I, I thought it was a snoozer. I, dude, it was so boring. Yeah, it was the least interesting war movie I've Although ever Quentin seen. Although Quentin Tarantino loves it, he considers it a masterpiece. Yeah, I've heard explanations of like certain angles you can view it as to be like, <laughs> oh, it's a masterpiece. It's so minimalistic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like if you, have to, you. if you have to explain to me why a movie's a masterpiece, then you're ready. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm. I, lo- I love Nolan movies, but I don't know why I was being so aggressive. I do dislike Dunkirk, though. Yeah. Do we love Nolan movies or did we just really love The Dark Knight? No, we love the. <laughs> I stand by. I mean, I, I do stay, like Memento. Though- I do Dude, like Memento's yeah, Memento's I do like the prestige. Um, the prestige is oh even yeah, though the it didn't make sense either. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> well, prestige. I had read the book before, so I like kind of Ooh. understood it. The book doesn't make sense either, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I'm a big fan of the prestige and Memento. I think both are better than Inception. Yeah. Um, but Inception, I'll stand by. Great fucking movie. I think it's a great movie. Is it dumb? Yes, but it's not. <laughs> it's not obnoxiously so in the tenant way. So there's that's a low bar, but you did it. <laughs> <Nolan. laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm such a superhero fan, but I almost feel like Batman Begins and Dark Knight are probably two of his strongest films. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I love yes. <laughs> Let's not go into the dark night. Let's not okay, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah, but anyway, back to Saint Mizzle. Saint Mizzle. <laughs> last story. At least where we're cool, we find out the brother is destruction. And so you were right, Anthony. It is destruction. Yeah. Did I say that? Really? You did say it. You oh, I don't even it. remember guessing that. Yeah, you guessed destruction. Or that or dingaling. <laughs> oh yeah, right. so, one or the other. I had to hedge my bets there a little. <laughs> no, but that was sick. Uh, it was cool. It's cool that he fled and didn't like his role and. Like, I don't know, the whole thing, uh, you get a lot more of the endless in volume seven. Yeah, and 
And volume seven, man, uh, I loved it a lot. Like I really, one of my favorite volumes so far. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Top three, probably. I just like that. Like, again, like when he gets to. Sandman is so good. It's hard to rank. You guys want to try to rank your favorite (laughs) volume so far? Well, no, let's Hmm. save that to the end. Oh yeah, true. There's more volumes. Yeah. Well, volumes. we could. This is our. This could be our halfway. Well, I was gonna say I really like the um, like. So when he finally goes to destruction and like the whole the whole idea of volume seven is delirium. Destruction has been gone. Like we don't know where he went, but we're slowly seeing that like he kind of lives his life with a talking dog. He's mm. just kind of chilling, yeah. and delirium really wants him back because. She wants the whole family, the Endless, to be back together. One big happy family. Yeah, and so she just convinces Morpheus to go. And again, it, Morpheus is like, I don't want to do this. She's just like, come on, Morpheus. Morpheus is kind of like, adventure. he's kind of lame. Yeah, right? Like He's just like, fine, <laughs> he, sure. Yeah, he's such a downer. That's what I'm saying. He's a brooding emo goth dude. No, but he for just the Lord of Dreams, pouts. he's like almost kind of bland. Yeah, bland. So, well, maybe that's because yeah. he's so busy being... Like putting it, creating everything, you know. Gods. Uh, one of the lines in one of the in volume six was, "Gods were forged from this land," or that might have mm. been five, but whatever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought the whole idea, like, I think the volume that volume seven is called past or something about lives. I don't know if it's past, past lives, li- brief past lives, brief lives. Yeah. Mm. And and at first I didn't get that, but by the end of it, you you know. That's what I really loved about Destruction. Like his whole spiel was just like everything dies basically. Like one day this universe will be gone and all the rules and all the everything about it is going to disappear. And they're like, even our sister, meaning death. And he's like, who knows? (laughs) Yeah. And just their whole conversation is just like he, it's like on one level, it's Morpheus, Dream, and Delirium trying to bring back Destruction into the fold. But destruction doesn't want to. Destruction wants to be like no. He's like I'm tired of just like destroying things. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like I don't want to do it anymore. And a lot of giving up just in the sand, man. It. Lucifer yeah. gives up. Yep. Like a lot of people just say fuck it, dude. It's been a trope that I've seen, been seeing pop up. Maybe it's just because it's happening, and like in Marvel, that was uh, in Loki, that was Kang's. <laughs> Yeah, Kang was like, you know what I mean? it, I'm done. Lucifer was like, dude, I'm tired. Everybody's tired of it. We're tired of the bullshit. <laughs> tired of <Yeah>. capitalism. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Sandman's biggest gripe is capitalism. <laughs> that's what this whole thing is about. <laughs> dude, but yeah, no, I... um. Yeah, there is a lot of giving up. And I love that, like, Destruction is this crazy... He's the only one that's orange-haired. Yeah, I like well, that. He just has a big old orange beard. Yeah, orange-haired, but doesn't Delirium have, like, pink and green hair? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, or no hair, or, or like... Yeah, Delirium changes. It changes, like, shape yeah. Quite often. They all do, like, but Saint Morpheus and... The death of the most consistent... Death- yeah. yeah. Well, I think despair basically stays one, and so does desire, kind of. Hmm. Yeah, there was a th- there was a throwaway line, or not a throwaway line about despair, where they were like, "Remember when one of us da- got destroyed? Despair had to step up and become despair." Basically, like apparently, despair didn't oh, wasn't always despair. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of fucked up. <laughs> Mega despair. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> it was just like, what was despair before? I don't know if we find out, Ooh. but I think we will, but I don't know for sure. What's the opposite of yeah. despair? Delight. Oh, Which delirium shit. used to be delight. That's what we also kind of find out, or we might have found that out earlier. But no, delirium no, used to did. be delight. Yeah. yeah. Cool. See, people change. People give up. I think yeah. that's the theme of Sandman. Neil Gaiman's trying to say, normalize giving up. Yeah. <laughs> Realize <laughs> when it's look, time look to walk away. When you chase your dreams, terrible fucking things happen. Yeah, so- <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely one of those. It's like a Rumpelstiltskin kind of tale where like you're making all of you. You're chasing your dreams. And when you do it, it comes at great cost. You know what I mean? Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> <laughs> I use I forgot like who Rumpelstiltskin was. This is like a few years ago. You just forgot about no, him. So, like, this is like I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. six years ago. The girl I was dating at the time, I was like trying to be cute and like you know like like lovey dovey, and I was like, oh my my little Rumpelstiltskin. And she was like, ew, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, why? What, what's, what's wrong with that? And she was like, Dude, he's like a little goblin man. That I was like, oh yeah, yeah you're right, that, I forgot. that gives them a a deal for a firstborn child or something. Yeah, like that. but I was trying to be like endearing and like I meant it in like a very loving way. But, yeah, like, but like you're probably like, talking oh, about yeah. her rump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so beautiful like Bigfoot or the yeah. like, what? <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. I like how like the whole going back to like, you know, having a dream like, you know, just like it could destroy you. That's so cool because at at the end, I feel like all you have are dreams or that's what the endless or Morpheus is talking about a lot of the time. Like what else do people have? Like when people are dying, like death is always so chill, but like death gives you the answers. But even in death, you could you're in dream world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it just supersedes everything else. So like, yeah, what else are you going to have? In the end, even in death, there's dreams. So like hold on to the dreams. Why not? Like they're just dreams, right? To borrow a line from Spider-Man two. Uh, <laughs> seriously. He says to Dr. Octopus, sometimes in order to do what's right, you have to be steady and give up the things you want the most, even your dreams. Mm. So think on that. But see, I'm saying not giving up the dream. I'm saying give, <laughs> no, but Spider-Man's a hero. None of the endless are actual like heroes. True. I think you should give up your dreams because dreams are just well, selfish endeavors. Death. I love Death. That's pro- hmm. definitely one of my favorite characters in the series. Is that because you've danced with Death many times in real life? Yeah. <laughs> I like to pay her <laughs> visits every now and again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's talked to you a lot, I feel like, throughout yeah. your life. Dude, yeah, I've uh, almost died far too many times in my life. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm unkillable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like Bruce Willis. I'm not going to die until it's by my own hands. You know, is that another unbreakable reference? That's like the third unbreakable reference. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You did one either last episode or two episodes ago too. Yeah, you did. But you also didn't say unbreakable. You said said like untouchable. (laughs) (laughs) No, that one was actually a reference to like how the only movies he dies in are movies where he kills himself. Like in Sin City and in Armageddon. What about Sixth Sense? He didn't didn't kill himself, though. No, but he was like, I think (laughs) like in that story, he was, yeah, sure, there's holes in my 
claim. Okay, get out of my face. <laughs> There's holes in my claim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also clearly not a Vince. We should do we should do a Sin City episode of the comics because yeah, I hell love yeah. I've never read the Sin City comics, dude. So. Oh, I j- I read the whole series yeah. like I don't know maybe like eight years ago or something, and like they're so nice. good. My favorite is probably the last one. The last one's crazy. The last one's the, the dude, thickest it sucks of all. The them. second movie sucked. The so second much movie big. was whack. Whack. Never seen. It's you don't need to. Because the first one is literally like page for page, the first two volumes. The comics, yeah. yeah. And then the second one is just a horrendous. It, it was like in production for like a thousand years. It's also cool when you yeah. read the series, it like chronologically and time wise, like, so you get to the seventh book and you find out the seventh book actually comes before all of them. It's very like Quentin Tarantino in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I definitely got to check it out. Yeah. I like the seventh book a lot. It's the thickest you learn like about other characters who you even saw in the movie. Like, okay. Remember Josh Hartnett's very small role in the movie. Yeah. Dude. He is like, he's a, the assassin. Yeah. He's like a much bigger character when you get to like the seventh uh, volume of Sin City. Yeah. Dude. I haven't read it in like, I don't know. Six, yeah. I haven't read it in years. years probably. I love it. It was. Yeah. Same. Also the opposite of Sam man, a much briefer or not as dense of a book. Like very much more like visual with just like you know I don't know it's a different kind of yeah um, no these these Sandman issues are hitting the spot because I really do like the kind of heady like heady bro philosophical kind of comics you know <laughs> I like thinking when I read dude story wise story wise they're doing they're great for me but like. Just because I'm a busy person, like I was reading comics today, being like, "God damn it, shut the fuck up, bro!" Uh, <laughs> you know, Augustus, shut the fuck up. There was a really cool line that Death has, or there's a scene where Destruction is talking about a conversation he had with Death, and she's like, "Everyone knows everything. We just pretend we don't to make it all bearable." Mm. Those are the kind of lines that really make me stop. Yeah. Like, damn. Mm, yeah that the one about multiple worlds inside of people and yeah I don't know, man. because Everything. they even pose that to morpheus they're like is that true he's like eh, maybe who knows yeah, yeah. Morpheus <laughs> doesn't care him and dr manhattan get the awards <laughs> for not giving a fuck yeah the most apathetic heroes yeah. and both <laughs> of them slay pussy <laughs> it just shows that when you're when you're quiet and you brood a lot, you get a lot of fucking ass. <laughs> 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 and that, ladies and gentlemen, is another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you for tuning in to add another episode of Comics and Chronic. Please click the link to like and subscribe. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you, it was going Everybody. so well. Oh, I do want to plug something because this will be airing yeah, next week. Plug walk, bro. Dude, I'm opening up for Kate Willett, the incredible Kate Willett, in two weeks. So the week after this airs, the Monday after this airs, I'll be in Louisville. On Wednesday, Ooh. I'll be in Louisville. Whatever. Um, <laughs> on the Wednesday, the Wednesday after that, I'm going to be in Chattanooga, then Charleston, Chattanooga. Huntington. Where? What, what are these clubs? You got to name them. The people need to know. In Louisville, I'm playing <laughs> this crazy ass, dope ass venue. Uh, it's a comedy club slash bar slash VC tape rental place. <laughs> 
<laughs> called Planet of the Tapes. Nice. nice. Very cool. Yeah. Planet of the Tapes. Bummed. Yeah. So that's Monday in Louisville and Tennessee. I'm playing JJ Bohemias. Uh, shout out to Ryan Darling for helping me book that spot. And shout out to Dan Alton for helping me book the Louisville one. Motherfucking, let's keep going. Charleston, Sam's Uptown Cafe. Huntington, Black Sheep Burrito and Brews. Pittsburgh, I think, might have honestly fallen through. And that's probably my fault. It's been a lot. It's been crazy. The world's a crazy place. I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Eat my dick. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I actually love Pittsburgh. But uh, you don't like Pittsburgh? No. I've been there one time and that was enough. Dude, I have a great time every time I'm in Pittsburgh. I, 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 really I don't ever cool want to go back, literally. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So Nice. Well, Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh let's beat up Jake. Suck my dick. Wow. wow. That's right. Uh, Morgantown is at 123 Pleasant Street, and that wraps up my motherfucking tour. Nice. It's a solid a tour. Yeah, it's a week long. Nice, thick tour. And we're working on like Nashville <laughs> for Tuesday. <laughs> Nashville for Tuesday, maybe, but I haven't heard back about any of that. Nice. Um, and you're opening for Kate Willett on all those? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I'm hype about it. It's going to be sick. It's going to be a great time. Um, just come out and see me. I'm going to be doing some dumb shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> you heard it here, everyone. If you want to see yep. Cody do some dumb shit, go check out his tours. Tune in next week for <laughs> Sandman September. Yeah, Sandman September. Woo! Check us out on TikTok. Peace. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're listening to Comics and Chronic, and I'm Jacob Fage. Yeah. I'm Cody Cannon, and I'm Anthony Iannaccio. And you can tune in every Thursday to hear new episodes of Comics and Chronic. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Comics and Chronic. That's Comics, the letter N, Chronic. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Peace. <laughs>